When I ask moms what their goals are in their journey, I often get something along the lines of losing X number of pounds, eating healthier, working out more consistently. And while those are amazing focuses to have, they're not great for goals. They're just not so great for goals. And if we're framing our goals in our minds in the wrong way, you're only going to end up frustrated. So let's talk about that today. Why are those the wrong goals to focus on? And what should you actually be focusing on instead? You ready? Let's go. Hey mama, welcome to the Tough Love Mom Podcast. I know you're here because you're ready to get consistent and finally lose that weight and you're not afraid of a little tough love. You know what to do to lose weight, but following through on those things feels impossible. You wish you could just feel like your strong, confident self again and want to be a good example for your little ones, but you get thrown off by mom guilt and the unpredictability of motherhood. It's frustrating. Taking on your journey postpartum is hard, but it's not impossible. Hey, I'm Liz and I've been where you are. I gained a lot of weight in my pregnancies, 90 pounds and then 60 pounds. I needed to lose that weight to take control of my health and honestly just wanted to feel like myself again. With a sustainable approach to weight loss, simple consistency, and working on my mindset, I lost it all in just over a year, both times, and I'm here to help you do the same. I believe that we have an ingrained ability to figure out what we need to do, make it happen, and do it in a way that awes the world. If you're ready to stop falling off the wagon, create solid routine and healthy habits, and finally feel your best inside and out, all while enjoying dino nuggets on your salad, you are in the right place. We're about to transform your journey, my friend. Get pumped up. It is tough love time. So Liz, if those are the wrong goals, what the heck do I do? Where do I start? What am I supposed to focus on, right? Is your mind going there? Is it going to those places and asking those questions? Because if it is, it's okay. Casey and I had this conversation a few months ago. He asked me what goals I currently had and I was stumped in the moment. I was like, hmm, well, that's a great question because I honestly have no idea. I didn't have any pounds to lose. I was already consistent. I was eating well. I believe I was a few weeks into one of the phases of 75 slash live hard. So I was really consistent. I was doing all the right habits, all the right things. I felt really good. I didn't really have anything I was working towards. And so that question totally stumped me when he asked, what are you like, what goals do you have right now? I was like, I don't know. So I had to sit with that for a few hours and really think about it. And I ended up giving him this broad vision for my health in the coming coming months. It was a very generic statement, basically uh, along the lines of improving my athleticism, my agility, my mobility, and my strength, just making small progress in each of those areas. But even that, looking back now, wasn't a great goal to have. So why wasn't that a great goal to have? And why are things like eating healthier, being more consistent with your workouts. Why are those not great goals either? It's because it's a vision, not a goal. These are all things. What I told Casey in that moment when we had that conversation and when I hear mom say, I want to just eat healthier or I want to be more consistent. That's my goal. When those are the goals that we set, what we're actually thinking of is what we envision for how we show up. We're thinking about how we want to feel, how we want our life to look, how we want our habits to be. And that it's great. It is great to envision that. It is great to know what that looks like. I'm not saying you shouldn't aim towards those things, but goals are things that are tangible. Basically, think think of along the lines of being able to check the box. 
you're, you did that, you accomplished it, it's done. That's what a goal is. It's tangible. You can measure it. You can work towards it. And again, check off that box when you complete it. You know the steps to get there. When you have a goal set, you can break down the steps to actually make it happen. You can make a plan. So what are some good goals to work towards? Like I said, wanting to be more consistent, wanting to eat healthier, or someone like me whose goal in that moment, which I'm not going to call it a goal now, but my vision for what I wanted was to just increase my strength and my agility and my mobility you know, over time, which is so generic saying it now. I'm like, oh, that sounds so silly, but those were what we envisioned. And we should still have that. Those are still important foundations to work from, because if you don't know how you want to feel and how you want to be showing up, if you can't picture that in your head, you are going to be aiming all over the place, left and right, trying this diet, trying that workout program. And so again, it's not a bad thing to have that. It's just not a goal to work towards because you're going to get disappointed and frustrated when you don't quote hit that because it's this ever moving target, right? So what is a good goal to work towards? Let's first talk about nutrition. Usually, usually goals within our journey fall into nutrition or fitness and, you know, also, also weight loss because actually hitting a tangible number can be a goal. You can consider that a goal. You just can't really control the timeline you really can't control the timeline. You can't necessarily control outside factors like travel and the time of the month and how your body fluctuates throughout the month. So just taking that into account, but we're for sake of time and for sake of simplicity, because we're about that here is simplicity. We're going to talk about nutrition and fitness and what are some good goals to work towards. So first in the nutrition arena, things like intentionally snacking. So being more mentally present when you're going to snack, breaking it down to nighttime after the kids go to bed. That's one goal. Focusing on intentional snacking mid-morning between breakfast and lunch. And then again, mid-afternoon between lunch and dinner. Those are three separate goals you can work towards because what triggers you to emotionally eat, stress eat, what triggers you to walk over to the pantry even when you're not hungry are going to be different at those different times of day. So you want to tackle those in specific steps with a plan at different times of day and, and really create new habits and new lines of thought around each of those events. Uh, you've also got, maybe, maybe you've got this habit of eating your kids food if they don't finish everything on their plate, which is totally fine. Moms do that all over the world. But if that's something you want to stop doing, because maybe it is adding in all these extra calories you really don't need or want, but you're doing it anyways, because it's a habit, that can be a goal to work towards to stop doing that. Same thing with maybe you don't eat breakfast. And maybe you get super, super hungry by lunchtime, because you're just not eating breakfast. You know, with the way your day is and the way it would just be good for you to eat breakfast. Maybe that's a goal you want to work towards is eating a healthy, wholesome, balanced breakfast every single morning that you need, you need a plan for that. You need steps. You need to have ideas for recipes. You can break that down and work towards it and make it a habit. Same thing with having a structured lunch or eating dinners together as a family. These are all goals you can work towards. And again, they can become tangible by saying, okay, I'm going to eat breakfast every weekday. And on weekends, I'll be a little more relaxed. Same thing with dinners together. I've had a lot of starting point session clients have that be their starting point is eating dinners and meals together as a family. And they'll start off with doing four nights a week. And then the other three, they can order pizza if they want, they can do leftovers, and they can do a free for all. Uh, That's honestly how we do it every single week. It's usually four dinners that I cook and the rest is kind of whatever we make work. So again, dinners together, if you aim for a certain number, then it becomes a tangible goal that you can work towards and you can create a plan for you can create steps 
to make that happen consistently in your life and continue to build upon that. Now let's shift over into the fitness realm. These are a little more easy to make tangible in your mind when it comes to goal setting. But let's say, so instead of saying, I want to get more consistent with my workouts, you say, okay, I'm not working out at all right now. I want to feel, you know, long point down the road. What I envision is I'm really consistent. I'm like working out five or six days a week. I make time for it. It's just part of who I am. Okay. There's a long distance between here and there. So that's a great thing to envision, but it's not necessarily a goal to work towards, right? Cause it's not tangible. So a good, a good point to start at a good starting point or a good goal to set at first would be, okay, I'm going to work out three days a week saying this is a set number of workouts I'm going to do per week. And you can build on that. So you make three a habit and then you build on a fourth and then you build on a fifth a few weeks later. Another goal that you could set is having a consistent time of day for your workouts. So I've shifted this throughout all the various seasons of my life as a mom, but you could say, okay, I'm going to do it at 6am every single day. And when seasons shift or when I need to change my schedule, I'll figure out a new one, but picking a time of day that you can stay consistent with maybe four or five, six days a week, that is another goal you can work towards because you can create a plan. You can create a schedule and the steps to make that happen. And the last one that just came to mind is an example of an actual goal you can set with steps that can actually make it happen is completing whatever workout program that you decide to do. And that can be made into a goal by saying, okay, this is when I'm going to start. This is the date I plan to finish. These are the days I'm going to do these workouts and you plug it into your schedule and you just do it. Okay. So these are all tangible pieces of your journey. All these things I just gave examples of, they're all tangible pieces that contribute to that overall vision that you have eating healthier, right? If you want to eat healthier, you're probably, when you're at that point that you envision for yourself, you're probably being very mindful when you snack all throughout the day. You're probably eating a consistent breakfast and eating meals together, lunch, maybe lunches, definitely dinners together as a family. You're not just going through drive throughs and eating whatever's in the fridge or eating off your kid's plate, right? You're being really intentional around your nutrition, but you have to tackle one of those things at a time, make them your goal, own it you know, rock that goal and then move on to the next thing. Same with fitness. You want to be consistent. Okay. How, <laughs> where do you start? What does that look like? These are all tangible pieces of your journey that again, contribute to that overall vision that you have that is a little not so tangible. So another word for these, and I already used it once, but another word for these mini goals that contribute to that overall vision are called starting points. Starting point is simply one simple action that you tackle to make it a habit so you can create that overall lifestyle or feeling that you envision for yourself. Once you determine what your starting point is, then you need to make a plan. These can be attacked. All of these starting points can be attacked in doable, actionable steps and then mastered. Sometimes the steps are one-offs. There are things like, okay, I just need to brainstorm a bunch of meal ideas. You just do that once and you work from there. And then consistently, maybe on a weekly basis, you're planning out dinners, doing the shopping and the meal prep for dinner that night, whatever it is, all of these things are actually tangible goals you can work towards. And they have actionable steps that you can take to make that goal reality. And it's a beautiful thing to see in action. So so beautiful because you go from this point of saying, I know exactly where I want to be way down the road, 
but I know that's not a goal because I've listened to this episode now. I know that's not a goal to work towards because from here to there is a really long way and there are steps, There are start. there's a starting point and then there are stepping stones along the way to get me there. I just need to take them on one at a time. And when you can identify that first starting point, because we can get kind of overwhelmed, right? Like when we have this far way to go, I think about this, <laughs> this happens to me a lot, to be honest, with the podcast and my business. But when I think about all the things I envision for the Tough Love Mom Co. and this podcast, I get kind of overwhelmed sometimes because there's so many steps in between here and there and so much that just needs to be done. And so I have to turn my brain off and say, okay, that's great that I have that vision for this whole thing, but I need to scale it back for a second here and say, what's my next step? What is my starting point for that? And how can I be not just obedient to what God wants me to do in this next step, but also patient? And I think we can get really impatient in our weight loss journeys because we just want to feel better. We just want to be confident right now when really that's built over time and it's built by taking it one step at a time. So when you can figure out your starting point and then make a plan to master it, make a plan to actually make that a habit instead of just slapping a bandaid on and say, here's some recipes that are healthy. I'm going to make these for breakfast every day, last a couple of weeks, then you fall off and you're not eating breakfast anymore, or you fall off and you're going back to pop tarts, whatever it is that you want to change, you do have to be patient. You do have to take it literally one step at a time. And I know you're like, I know that Liz, but do you actually do it? Do you actually do it? Because when you do, that is when you get to see real change happen in your life. So of those things I listed today, I want you to pick one. I want you to pick one, whether it's from nutrition or fitness. I'm going to list them out again for you real quick. So you get that refresher. Is it intentional snacking at nighttime, intentional snacking mid-morning, intentional snacking mid-afternoon, not eating the kids' food off of their plate when they're done with their meal, eating a consistent breakfast, having a structured lunch, or eating dinners together as a family. Those are all the ones that fall under nutrition that are great starting points. Now, when it comes to fitness, having a set number of workouts per week, you pick the number, having a consistent time of day for your workouts, you pick the time of day or completing a workout program of your choice. Those are some options for your fitness, the fitness side of your journey. Now, what I want you to do, you picked one of those to start with, and you really can't go wrong with picking your starting point because it's simply that you're like, oh, but I want to do all those. You will. I promise. But if you try to do them all at once, you will fall off. I can guarantee that it happens to all of us. When we try to take on too much, something ends up falling off the plate. Something ends up getting ignored, getting dropped. So we have to take it one thing at a time because our plates are already so full. So pick one of those, just one. And if you need help, like I said, it can be hard to pick which one to start with. And that's what we dig into on starting point sessions, because we really dig into what you're struggling with most, what's holding you back most. You just dish it all out. We're super transparent. It is a judgment-free zone for literally like the first 20 minutes of your 45-minute call with me. We hash out everything that's going on. What's a struggle? What's the toughest thing? And from there, we pick your starting point. Because usually when you can tackle that big, bad struggle point that is just holding you back, when you can tackle that first one, everything else just starts to snowball into place and feel better. And you can start taking on those next stepping stones, the things maybe you 
Maybe you're like, yeah, it's really after the kids go to bed. That's my biggest struggle point. But I also know mid morning, I get really snacky. And I also want to do that too. If you try to do both of those at the same time, that mindless snacking, stress eating, whatever it is, is being caused by different things at those different times of day. So if you try to tackle them both at the same time, the change is not going to stick as much as if you just did the nighttime snacking first, and then eventually transfer those skills and habits because that's become a habit now. It's become second nature into your mid-morning snacking time. That's when the snowball starts to roll down the hill real fast and you make real change and it really sticks. So again, you can't go wrong, but if you need help figuring out, okay, which one is my biggest issue? That's what we do on starting point sessions. The link for it's below. I think it's just the toughlovemom.com backslash coaching. So you can go there, but once you pick yours, and again, you cannot pick a wrong starting point. You just got to pick one. I want you to head over the t- to the Tough Love Mom Squad. Join and answer a few questions if you're not in there yet. Those questions just help me continue to serve you better. So please answer those. But once you're in there, once you're in the group, share what you think your starting point is. There's a post up for it today just to get some accountability. Because when you actually speak it aloud or type it in the sense, when you actually put it out there, you're more likely to follow through. And that's what that group is for. It's for accountability. It is for you to do the homework from these episodes so you can actually implement what you're learning. I love being in your ears. I personally love podcasts myself. And so I love that you're here listening, but I want you to take action on it. I want you to do something about what you're hearing. I don't want you to just hear it and be like, yay, that's awesome. And then never do anything. So go in there and share what your starting point is going to be. Okay. That way you're speaking it aloud. You're getting some accountability and you can actually start following through bonus share what your plan is, share what your steps are going to be to making that happen. I'm excited to see how you're going to tackle your journey and what you envision for your life. One goal at a time, one starting point and stepping stone at a time, doing it the right way, the sustainable way and the confidence building way. I'll see you in there. Before you go, thank you for spending this time with me on the Tough Love Mom podcast. If this episode encouraged you in any way, the number one way you can thank me is to leave a review, letting me know how the show has impacted you. Then send this episode to another mom friend or take a screenshot, post it on social media and tag me so I can personally thank you for helping me on this journey to impact thousands of moms. I'm so grateful to be on this journey with you, sister. Until next time, get after it.